Many women hang on tightly to their past experiences and they don't realize that this keeps them stuck. When you let go, not only will you have healthy, loving, fulfilling and committed relationships, you'll also have healthier living and more energy. It's time to bring joy back. You deserve it. Welcome to Heal Past Wounds and Bring Joy Back with Andrea Lewis. On today's show, we'll help you get your life back on track and provide words of inspiration. Now, here is Andrea Lewis. Hello, and welcome to Heal Past Wounds and Bring Joy Back. I am your host, Andrea Lewis. I believe that when women heal past wounds, they are free to express themselves authentically as creative, intuitive, and powerful women. And by doing so, they light up the world with love. If you'd like to find out more about me, check out my website at andreamlewis.com. I have some free resources, an online class called Stop Replaying the Past and Worrying About the Future. In this class, you will learn the effects of suppressing our emotions, the reason we get stuck in repeated patterns, You'll also learn to identify your dominant archetype when you're not resonating in your feminine power, and much more. I also have free guided meditations, forgiveness, release your mother's pain story, grounding into the light, and meet your inner child. To work with me, I offer mediumship sessions and ancestral healing for your mother lineage. Before we dive into today's topic, I would like to continue talking about ways to slow down. In episode six, spend time with the most important person, you, I talked about when you slow down, you learn to differentiate the voice between your ego and your soul. You learn to really listen to yourself, to trust yourself, and to nurture yourself then you are able to give to others from a place of love. In Melody Beattie's book, she writes in the New Codependency, learning when to receive means listening to and trusting ourselves. It's okay to ask for help. But how many times have we grumbled to ourselves, doing a task that your partner could very well do, and you do it anyway because he just hasn't clued in. It's okay to receive help. But how many times has someone offered to help and we said, oh, no, we're fine. And it's okay to even receive compliments. But how many times have we gotten a, a compliment on an outfit and right away we brush it aside with, Oh, this old thing, I've had this for five years. Dr. Phil said, we teach people how to treat us. If we are constantly saying no or not speaking up, the people in our lives are going to assume that we don't need them. When you ask for help, receive help, and accept compliments, you allow yourself to be supported, loved, and valued. Speaking of values, do you know your values? Do you trust your intuition? Do you have a hard time setting boundaries? Are you able to assert yourself? 
And working with women, these are common issues that they struggle to be clear with. Take some time to contemplate on what's important to you and make a list of 10 core values, then narrow it down to five. You can journal, sit in stillness, and walk in nature. Once you know your core values, keep it nearby where you can refer to them. Knowing your values helps you stay true to yourself and make choices or decisions that are right for you as opposed to choices or decisions that come from a place of fear where it feels desperate. This brings me to trust. Women can either trust too easily or be distrustful. And many times we second guess ourselves. If something feels off, then it probably is. Listen to your gut feeling, the repetitive nagging thoughts, the sinking sensations, aches in your body, because nothing goes away until it is faced. Trust yourself. You know more than you give yourself credit for. But we want to rationalize, analyze, and intellectualize everything. Women can live all up in their head creating scenarios with the could-have-beens and the should-have-beens from the past or the what-ifs in the future. We are never in the present moment. When we are living up in our heads, we are disconnected from our bodies. We're afraid to speak up because we are so focused on anticipating how the other person is going to react, say, or feel. Asserting ourselves doesn't mean that we have to be forceful and make a scene. It means standing up for yourself and speaking your truth, knowing that you are worthy of being seen and heard. In Don Miguel Ruiz's book, The Four Agreements, he writes, if others tell us something, we make assumptions. And if they don't tell us something, we make assumptions to fulfill our need to know and to replace the need to communicate. Have the courage to ask questions for clarification and don't always take everything at face value. Just because someone says something doesn't mean it's always completely accurate. In Melody Beattie's book, she writes in the new codependency, boundaries are based on how we feel and what feels right or wrong to us in each situation. We can't set boundaries if we don't appreciate ourselves. Our values, our intuition, setting boundaries, and asserting yourself all have a common thread. Feeling. As women, this is our superpower, and it's a gift that's been undervalued because it is not tangible or understood. The patriarchy fared our superpower and for centuries has tried to suppress the feminine way. The more you spend time with yourself, the more you attune to your feelings and your inner knowing. I encourage you to keep making yourself a priority. The acronym I created for self is She Embodies Love Fully. 
This week's topic is on forgiveness. Do you find it hard to forgive another? Have you forgiven because you felt it was the right thing to do? There is a common misconception about forgiveness. Many of us believe that it's a one-time deal. You forgive the person or persons and the issue is resolved. I've heard my clients say, oh, I already forgave that person. Yes, this is true, you did, but there is more. Just look at any area of your life where you're feeling stuck. Whatever injustice was done to us, or however we felt wronged, at that time it was too painful to experience the emotions. And so our body stored it to be healed when it's ready. Imagine you're like a rose. You're unfolding, unfolding patiently, petal by petal, to reveal the light within you. One petal might be anger towards that person or persons. Another petal might be shame from the experience. Then another petal might be fear that it will happen again. Maybe a current situation is triggering the same emotions. Another misconception about forgiveness is that we are letting the other person off the hook. This is not true. Forgiveness is a gift we give ourselves. I personally have forgiven family members countless times, not because it was the right thing to do, but because I needed to let go of the pain story that created repeated patterns in my life. Each time we forgive, we always gain a new perspective. This insight is usually necessary for us in order to move forward. We also gain more love and compassion, beginning with ourselves, then towards others. Forgiveness is not condoning what the other person did or said. Forgiveness is freedom from the story, the hurt, the pain, and disappointment you felt so that you could move forward. Here are four tips to help with forgiveness. Tip number one. The goddess to work with is Mary Magdalene, and her message is to release unforgiveness toward another so you can heal and move on. Set aside some time where you will not be disturbed and close your eyes. Take several deep breaths until you feel relaxed. Light a candle if you wish and connect with her and ask her for guidance and support. Tip number two, full moons are a perfect time to shed the past. Write a letter to the person or persons uncut. You're never going to send it to them. End the letter forgiving them, and before you burn it or tear it up, say aloud, I release this. I am no longer angry, or whatever emotion that you're, that you're feeling. Love will heal this. Tip number three, when we think of someone or have a past memory, our, en- our energy is still connected to that person. It's our inner child who wants things to be different than it actually was. 
This is impossible. Cut the ties that bind you in my powerful free forgiveness meditation with Archangel Michael. You can go to andreamlewis.com. And tip number four. If you have unfinished business with a loved one in spirit and you feel stuck, unable to grieve your pain, call in using the toll-free number one 346 9141 and I will connect you with a loved one in spirit. It's not too late to heal the past. You can release the anger, the guilt, the pain, and give yourself the gift of freedom. Just imagine how much energy you would have. How would that feel to experience more ease and flow in your life? When we forgive, we are no longer living in the past. By releasing the hurt, pain, and disappointment, it loses power over us, and we experience a burden being lifted. We feel optimistic, joyful, and peaceful. You have more energy, and you have better relationships with family members and other people. Forgiveness is a gift you give yourself. It doesn't validate what the person did or said. It frees you from the pain so that you can move on. Forgiveness is an important practice to opening your heart chakra. You feel love and compassion beginning with yourself. In the Loving Yourself 21-Day e-course by Louise Hay and Friends, I learned that the one thing that heals every problem is truly loving yourself. There are 12 commandments to help you learn how to love yourself. And commandment number 10 is do mirror work. Look into your eyes often. Express this growing sense of love you have for yourself. Forgive yourself while looking into the mirror. Talk to your parents while looking into the mirror. Forgive them too. At least once a day, say, I love you. I really love you. When I did this a few times daily, I felt a deep connection to myself and the forgiveness felt quite liberating. You find it hard to forgive yourself. Many of us don't even think about forgiving ourselves. In working with women, I hear, I should have known better, but I didn't listen. I knew what to do, but I didn't listen. I feel so guilty that I wasn't there for my parent, sibling, child, or friend. We have a hard time accepting our past, our not-so-wise choices our limiting beliefs and fears. We expect things to go a certain way or for people to be a certain way. And when it doesn't happen the way we expect, we get angry and beat ourselves up. We put ourselves under a lot of pressure to do things perfectly, to act perfect in our work or in our relationships. We want to get it right, 
especially if we've been doing the sacred inner work. We feel like failures when we make a mistake. When I use the analogy of a little girl and explain that she is hanging on to the past and the negative self-talk is directed at your inner child, my clients realize that they have been hard on themselves and without a doubt, they tell me that they would speak to her with love and kindness. Going through life without making mistakes and trying to attain perfection is simply unattainable. It's exhausting and it will keep us stuck and disempowered. There is no such thing as mistakes or failure. There are no missed opportunities. There are only lessons. No experience is ever wasted. It is all feedback that provides you with clarity. Maybe you learn to stay true to yourself instead of listen to others. Maybe you learn to trust your instincts when someone's actions did not match their words. Maybe you learned that you deserve a healthy relationship. Maybe you learned to value and respect yourself. Maybe you learned to see your relationships as they are, not how you wanted them to be. We will take a short break. And when we come back, we will continue talking about forgiveness and I will guide you in a self-forgiveness meditation. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you still feel guilty for not resolving disagreements and misunderstandings with a loved one in spirit? Are you still angry with your family member? Do you feel stuck, lost, and without a purpose? It doesn't have to be this way. Through Andrea's mediumship reading sessions, experience a burden being lifted and begin the journey of reconciliation and forgiveness. If you're ready to heal past wounds and bring joy back, go to andreamlewis.com to book your session today. Again, that's andreamlewis.com. Are you a woman who is afraid to be seen and heard because your mother was highly critical? Did you constantly try to get your mother's approval, but no matter how hard you tried, you never felt good enough? Through Andrea's Akashic Reading Sessions, shift from being passive to assertive. Begin to trust yourself and find a balance between giving and receiving. If you're ready to heal your mother lineage and move forward, go to andreamlewis.com to book your session today. Again, that's andreamlewis.com. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Heal Past Wounds and Bring Joy Back with your host, Andrea Lewis. To reach the show today, feel free to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Andrea M. Lewis at Outlook.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Before the break, we were talking about um, going through life without making mistakes and trying to attain perfection is simply unattainable. According to the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, perfection is the condition, state, or quality of being free 
or as free as possible from all flaws or defects. According to Psychology Today, perfection is a trait that makes life an endless report card on accomplishments or looks, a fast and enduring track to unhappiness. It is often accompanied by depression and eating disorders. What makes perfection so toxic is that while those in its grip desire success, they are most focused on avoiding failure. When we are trying so hard to be perfect, we are resonating in pride. On the map of consciousness in David R. Hawkins' book, Power Versus Force, he writes that pride is defensive and vulnerable because it's dependent upon external conditions. He goes on to write that the downward, the downside of pride is arrogance and denial. These characteristics block growth. Shame is on the flip side on the map of consciousness to pride. David R. R. Hawkins writes that some shame-based individuals, individuals compensate with perfection and rigidity, becoming driven and intolerant. He goes on to write, our capacity to understand, forgive, and accept is directly linked to our personal health. I would like to guide you into a self-forgiveness meditation. So please make sure you're somewhere that you won't be disturbed. And please don't do this meditation if you're driving. Sit comfortably in a chair with your feet flat on the ground. Place your hands in your lap, palm up. Now close your eyes and place your hand on your heart center. Take a deep breath from the core of your being. And exhale. Take another deep breath. And exhale. One more deep breath. And exhale. Imagine that you are in a garden. You're surrounded by grass, birds, and flowers of every color and size. Now beginning to start walking. And the further you walk, a path has been made clear. Until you cross a bridge and find yourself standing by a pond. When you look into the pond, you notice your reflection staring back at you. 
You don't recognize yourself. Just breathe into the feeling and relax. Curiously, you look into your eyes. Then suddenly, the pond turns to pure white light. You then begin to feel such love and compassion as you hear. You did the best you could with what you knew. Stop punishing yourself. It's time to let go of wanting things to be different. It's time to let go of not doing enough. It's time to release the past. I am sorry for your hurt, pain, and disappointment. I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. The experience taught you to value yourself, love yourself, trust yourself, and be kind to yourself. You are now free. Now bring your attention back to your surroundings. Returning to the present moment. Take a deep breath. And exhale. Take another deep breath. And exhale. One more deep breath. And exhale. Now open your eyes. How are you feeling? How did it feel to forgive yourself? How does it feel to give yourself the gift of self-forgiveness? Call in using the toll-free number 1-888-346-9141. When I practiced self-forgiveness, I started to gain a deeper understanding that my inner child had unrealistic expectations of how something should go or how someone would, should act. And this was tainted by perfectionism. In Crystal Andros Morissette's book, The Emotional Edge, she writes about chronic fear-based chemicals damage our bodies, lowering our immune system, depleting our indoctrine system, 
and slowly destroying our health. For example, if you've been under stress for an extended period of time, your body has become accustomed to the stress hormones racing around in your system. She goes on to write, if your life starts to become less stressful, your body will go into withdrawal. Nothing but more stress will give the hit of adrenaline you need to maintain your emotional baseline. This is partly why we continue to sabotage ourselves, even when we know better. We've disconnected from our internal GPS. In my experience and in working with women, the same lessons will return because we are not listening and trusting our inner guidance. And so we unwittingly give our power away to our ego by acting like a victim or a martyr. These personas protect us from getting hurt and disappointed. It serves a purpose, and that is to keep us safe and secure because your ego always likes to go back to what is familiar. By the way, the word Familiar comes from the word family. It's easy to go back to what we know. We cannot change the past and undo our perceived mistakes, but we can learn from the experience and always do our best. In Don Miguel Ruiz's book, The Four Agreements, he writes that your best is going to change from moment to moment. It will be different when you are healthy as, as opposed to sick. He goes on to write that when you do your best, you learn to accept yourself. But you have to be aware and learn from your mistakes. Learning from your mistakes means you practice. Look honestly at the results and keep practicing. This increases your awareness. In an article by Dr. Christian Northrop called Tips for Transforming Your Life, she writes, very often the person you most need to forgive is yourself. To forgive yourself for whatever judgments you hold, simply say these words, I forgive myself for judging myself for, then fill in the blank. You can say these words silently, or better yet, out loud in front of the mirror. Doing mirror work is extremely powerful. I um, did a similar exercise and said, I forgive you, and I said my name, for, and then I filled in the perceived mistake I made. I did this in the mirror numerous times, and each time my heart center opened. I also experienced lightness and a sense of relief. In case you haven't guessed that I am a fan of Louise Hay's mirror work and affirmations, here are two more commandments from the Loving Yourself 21-Day e-course by Louise Hay and friends to help you learn how to love yourself. Commandment number one, Stop all criticism. 
Criticism never changes a thing. Refuse to criticize yourself. Accept yourself exactly as you are. Everybody changes. When you criticize yourself, your changes are negative. When you approve of yourself, your changes are positive. And then commandment number two, forgive yourself. Let the past go. You did the best you could at the time with the understanding, awareness, and knowledge that you had. Now you are growing and changing, and you will live life differently. I recall a scene in the movie Eat, Pray, Love, when Julia Roberts' character was sitting in a taxi with her friend Richard from Texas. They were coming from their friend's wedding, and Elizabeth was reflecting on her marriage. And when she told Richard that she was waiting for her ex-husband to let her go, Richard shared his personal journey of regret and devastation. devastation. It was a very moving scene, and it was obvious that um, he too was still hanging on to his past pains and was having a hard time forgiving himself. But he, he left her alone on the rooftop of the ashram. And the scene changed. And Elizabeth danced with her ex-husband to Neil Diamond's song, Harvest Moon, which was supposed to be their wedding song. And in this scene, they dialogued until Elizabeth had her closure. She was able to let let him go, let the past go with her ex-husband. There is a quote by Marion Williamson. Unforgiveness is like drinking poison yourself and waiting for the other person to die. Can you let go of the story of hurt, pain, and disappointment? Are you willing to forgive others for not being perfect? Call in using the toll-free number 1-888-346-9141 and I will connect you with a loved one in spirit. Regardless of the relationship you had, you can heal the past because only love is real. It's our egos that create separation with fear, anger, guilt, or shame. But it's not who we are. We are spiritual beings having a human, a human experience. Years ago, when I started my forgiveness practice, I discovered Ho'oponopono, the Hawaiian forgiveness prayer. The word translates into English as correction. It is, it is a very simple but powerful process. The prayer is, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. From the book of Ho'oponopono, the authors break down what the words mean. I'm sorry is acknowledgement that I created whatever pain I've caused or errors I've made. 
forgive me because I did not know I had that inside me. Thank you for allowing me to release and cleanse this memory. I love you, my inner divinity, meaning I love me. We will take a short break. And when we, and when we come back, I'll continue talking about the importance of forgiveness. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you still feel guilty for not resolving disagreements and misunderstandings with a loved one in spirit? Are you still angry with your family member? Do you feel stuck, lost, and without a purpose? It doesn't have to be this way. Through Andrea's mediumship reading sessions, experience a burden being lifted and begin the journey of reconciliation and forgiveness. If you're ready to heal past wounds and bring joy back, go to andreamlewis.com to book your session today. Again, that's andreamlewis.com. Are you a woman who is afraid to be seen and heard because your mother was highly critical? Did you constantly try to get your mother's approval, but no matter how hard you tried, you never felt good enough? Through Andrea's Akashic Reading Sessions, shift from being passive to assertive. Begin to trust yourself and find a balance between giving and receiving. If you're ready to heal your mother lineage and move forward, go to andreamlewis.com to book your session today. Again, that's andreamlewis.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. Are listening to Heal Past Wounds and Bring Joy Back with your host, Andrea Lewis. To reach the show today, feel free to call in to 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to Andrea M. Lewis at Outlook.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Before the break, I was talking about the importance of forgiveness. Specifically, the uh, Ho'oponopono, the Hawaiian Forgiveness Prayer. Reciting the prayer clears the energy for the person saying the prayer, regardless of the situation. The benefit of practicing Ho'oponopono is to achieve inner peace. There are a couple ways that you can practice Ho'oponopono. One way is to use a guided Ho'oponopono meditation. YouTube has many. And the second way is the way I actually practice, and that is to sit in stillness. Ensure that you won't be disturbed. Close your eyes and take several deep breaths to center yourself and visualize your inner child. Then recite the prayer. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. 
And once you experience a release, take several deep breaths, then open your eyes. Coincidentally, when I um, did my Instagram live on Wisdom Wednesday, the manor card was Ho'oponopono, and the message was to restore balance through honest dialogue and forgiveness. And this could be with another person or persons or with yourself. If a relationship seems out of balance or the harmony of your life feels disrupted, you may want to recite the Hawaiian forgiveness prayer or other forgiveness ritual. In the book of Ho'oponopono, the authors write about how a doctor cured his patients with Ho'oponopono. Dr. Len explained that he had healed the part of himself that had created them. He believed that everything in our lives, everything that happens to us, is our responsibility. And this means that everything we perceive with our five senses, the world surrounding us, is our creation. The authors go on to explain that what exists outside of you is, in fact, only a projection of something that comes from you, something that could be called beliefs, thoughts, or memories. These memories are stored in the subconscious mind, which Hawaiians call the inner child. Ho'oponopono invites you to ask your inner child to release all fears and be freed of the memories that are the root cause of any troublesome problem or situation. It is the love you show your inner child that allows you to release all memories and lighten the load of this burden. There isn't a way to know how long it will take to forgive someone. Forgiveness is a practice, and each time we forgive someone, including ourselves, we see the other person or persons in a new light with more love and compassion. We also open our heart to new people and new experiences. I've seen this in my own life. Doorways of opportunity about my work opened up for me. I was unable to see them before because I was stuck, holding on to some anger or fear, even shame or guilt. I've also seen the magic of forgiveness in the lives of my clients. A woman I worked with um, opened up to a new relationship with someone that she never noticed before. Her energy was lighter and she was filled with excitement. It was her first relationship after many years of being single. In an article by Michelle Foden from the Chopra Center called Open Yourself to Love with the Fourth Chakra, she writes the fourth chakra is the area where physical and spiritual meet. The Sanskrit word for the fourth chakra is anahata, which means unstruck or unhurt. The name implies that 
beneath the hurts and grievances of past experiences lies a pure and spiritual place where no hurt exists. She goes on to write that when your heart chakra is open, you are flowing with love and compassion. You are quick to forgive and you accept others and yourself. A closed heart chakra can give way to grief, anger, jealousy, fear of betrayal, and hatred towards yourself and others. Have you had a broken heart? Are you holding on to past pains and resentment? Years ago, when I was in therapy, my therapist said some wise words that took me some time to implement in my life. He said, there will come a time when it's not them hurting you, but it's you hurting you. My family dynamics was making me sick. I could no longer pretend that dysfunction was acceptable, though it was normal. My mother disregarded my sentiments when I challenged the status quo. And though it was extremely challenging to be around my family because I was doing the inner sacred work to heal, I still kept forcing myself to be around them. Eventually, I set a boundary that was right for me, and I let my family go in love. I realized that I deserved to be treated with love and respect. To my amazement, my anxiety, my bipolar depression, and fibromyalgia dissolved. Letting my family go was not easy. It was a process because my ego hounded me with a lot of guilt. But when I finally turned to myself, I developed practices in which I started to love, value, and respect myself. Because as I continued to go on my sacred healing journey, I learned why I kept returning to my family. My inner child wanted the past to be different than it actually was. And she wanted the love, value, and kindness from my family. If you recall, I said earlier that familiar comes from the word family. It's easy to go back to what we know. The more I forgave my family, the more I started to see my family as wounded. I realized that hurt people hurt people. I also understood one of Don Miguel Ruiz's agreement. Don't take anything personally. He writes in his book, The Four Agreements, Nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality. He goes on to write that all people live in their own mind. They are in a completely different world from the one we live in. When we take something personally, we make the assumption that they know what is in our world and we try to impose our world on their world. This agreement is deceptively simple, but not easy to apply. Our ego is always looking outward to someone or something for love and approval. But when we look outside of ourselves, we've given our power away. No one can make us feel sad, anxious, or humiliated unless we feel that way. Our health, income, relationships are a reflection of how we really talk to ourselves. 
I recall a few years ago when I reconciled with my family to make my father's funeral arrangements. I thought things would be different because I have a healthy relationship with myself. After the arrangements were made, I noticed that my brother would not return my calls or emails. And yes, I did take it personally. My inner child conjured up excuses like, maybe he's busy, maybe he didn't get my message. But I was accustomed to my brother disregarding my calls or emails in the past, and I would remain passive. But eventually I would become aggressive and confront him creating drama because I didn't know how to assert myself. Deep down, I knew that I deserved to be treated better. But this time, I felt my anger by dialoguing with my inner child. And each time I honored my feelings, I forgave him. I saw him with compassion, and I released the need to get acknowledgement and respect from him. I want to talk a bit about anger. It gets a bad rap. Women have a very hard time expressing their anger. When I ask my clients about the forgiveness work they've done in the past, many of them bypass their anger. Not so much at their person or persons, but they're angry with themselves for not listening to their intuition. This is when I suggest they practice self-forgiveness so they can heal and move on. I get it. Anger is not a very comfortable emotion for women to express. We learned at a young age to be sweet and nice all of the time. But if we don't deal with our anger long enough, eventually we express it. Except when we express our anger, it's usually misdirected at someone, something, or even ourselves. When we suppress our anger, we dismiss anger's message, and that is we are being hurt. Our rights are being violated. Our needs, wants, and desires are not being adequately met. We are not addressing an important emotional issue in our lives. We are compromising too much of ourself in relationships. We are giving more than we can comfortably give. So here are three tips to express anger in a healthy and positive way. So tip number one, write it out. It takes courage to tell someone what you are angry about and to help you build your courage muscle. Get a journal or blank piece of paper and express your anger uncensored. If you're hanging on to anger from the past, write a letter to that person, then burn it to release the negative energy. When you write it out, not only will you gain perspective, you'll also not be harboring your anger towards the other person and or yourself. Tip number two, get physical. To release pent up anger buried in the body, play tennis, run, power walk, kick a soccer ball or dance it out. And when the anger surfaces, Allow it to go through you so it's not weighing you down. Personally, I like dancing it out to Pat Benatar's song, Hit Me With Your Best Shot. And then tip number three, become proactive. 
If someone triggers you and you're upset, take a deep breath to center yourself and be present. Then calmly talk to the other person involved by saying, I feel angry because. Avoid pointing the finger or rehashing the situation. The other person will most likely be willing to listen and respect your point of view. It's not about being right. It's about finding a solution so you can move forward. An indication that you've forgiven someone is when you no longer experience a strong negative emotional charge. You see them through the eyes of love and compassion. Options and choices that once seemed blocked become available. You no longer feel stuck. Forgiveness is reclaiming your feminine power. Thank you everyone for joining me today. I would love to know, did you have an aha moment about anything in this episode? Email me at andreamlewis at outlook.com. Next week, I'll be talking about art as ceremony with Christine Penza. Until next time, I hope you do something that brings you joy because you're worth it. Thank you so much for joining us today on Heal Past Wounds and Bring Joy Back. Your host, Andrea Lewis, will be back live next Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope to have you back next week as a part of our show. 